Expounded Universe, Season 20, Episode 3, Toka and Fugue, the book, The Lando Calrissian Adventures, Lando Calrissian and the Mind Harp of Sheru, by L. Neil Smith, here on 1983, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hello, all you listeners out there, and welcome. Welcome to Expounded Universe. We're so glad you came. Won't you pull up a chair? Join us by the fire, mm, won't you? It's extra frosty outside right now. Can I get you a nip of brandy? Mm, a hot nip, please. <laughs> Why don't you slip me that nip right now? Get you a hot, slippery nip of mm. brandy. <laughs> Artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that bespoke nip slip I've been asking for. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so uh, I'm Jeff, and that's John, and we're going to talk about Star Wars and not just, I don't know, fireplace nipples or whatever that was. <laughs> nope. Starting a new show. <laughs> Are we doing all fireplace nipples? All fireplace nipples. <laughs> it's going to be like reviews of 80s and 90s Skinamax, like thrillers that happen to have fireplace sex scenes. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> now that... You've said it out loud. I was like, man, there's there's got to be a ton of those softcore, mm-hmm. like... Like pan away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like fuzzy focused mm-hmm. by a fireplace. You see a nipple, and then it just kind of like goes soft, yeah, and you don't see anything it else. It pans out to the window as the saxophone swells, blah, much blah, like the penis. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, much like the unseen penis. Ah, the unseen penis. Well, shit, we're just making up shows at a prodigious rate, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, oh, the unseen penis. It controls the forces of capitalism. Sherlock Holmes in the case of the unseen penis. Oh, no, wait, there it is. Or the unseenus, if you will. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, how are you? Oh, you know how it is. Yeah, you're... With me. Yeah, you're you're doing acceptably, but could be better. Yeah, you know yeah. how every day in this absolute hellscape of life is. You're like... Yeah, I find joy where I can get it, Mm. but in the quiet moments, I fear. Yeah, pretty much. Try not to check any sort of uh, social media uh, site or anything for a while. Don't let that existential dread get a hold of you. No, I'm trying not to. I'm I'm trying to fill that space in my head with uh, painting Marvel Crisis figures. Hell yeah. Yeah, best I can think of, just to mindlessly consume. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm trying to fill my days with being asleep. (laughs) A good choice. It races you to the end. Indeed. It's the best way to speed run being a person. Yeah, because, you know, when I'm asleep, I'm like, ooh, I'm having fun dreams about going to, like, theme hotels in space. And then, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, nope, all this is terrible. Ah, this isn't themed at all, and I'm half eaten by a vermicious canid. (laughs) One vermicious canid. (laughs) Ah, So, uh, rather than talking about the space adventures of Charlie and Willy Wonka... Let's uh, let's talk about Lando Calrissian and what he's all about and what he's up to. What's going on with that fella? Eh. You don't want to do it? You eh. want to just gonna pass this week? <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> you know what? I'll get back to you. Maybe in a week mm-hmm. I'll be down for it. But right now I'm thinking what I need to talk to you about is this new exciting venture I've started. Uh, okay. Is it is it Fireplace Nipples? <laughs> Because I, I feel like I'm I mean, gonna, that is the name of it. It is a sandwich company. I though. do feel like I'm going to be owed a small piece of that. Oh, you'll get a small piece of it, guaranteed. 
after all, I did coin the phrase. No one in the, history, a phrase. in the history of the world before me has said fireplace nipples. <laughs> and yet, the moment I said it, we both immediately knew what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. It means like when you when Jamie Presley takes her bra off sedu- uh, seductively in a 1993 Poison Ivy, Ivy movie. Uh, she'd probably be way too young for 1993. Uh, whenever Poison Ivy or, or uh, Jamie Presley was of legal age and sound mind. <laughs> well, those are two very different things. <laughs> Consenting when she was a consenting adult. Yeah, well, there's like, just there one of them. I don't want people sending me an email all like Jamie Presley was 16 in 1993. You horrible monster! And I'm like, I don't know. I picked a year at random. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when I made that joke, I had her entire biography in front of me. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, that's fine. Please tell me about your venture. Oh no, it's uh, it's uh, we're gonna. I don't know, sell something. But what I need is for you to get other people to sell that thing. Oh, okay. So you want me in your downstream? Oh yeah, exactly. it's not. It's not a pyramid, though. No, it's a fireplace nipple. It's a whole new shape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a real fireplace nipple scheme. Yeah. <laughs> no one's heard of those yet, so it's fine. And we'll just throw in a couple of extra buzzwords: Web three, crypto, integration. <laughs> I've got these nipples on the blockchain. Entirely scalable. Although, put the nipple on the blockchain is definitely some slang that <laughs> I'm going to be monkey. <laughs> Uh, we're going to put the pussy on the chain wax. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Why, that's none other than our good friends Key and Peel doing a bit about slang. Oh, very good. Okay. So, uh, can I talk about Star Wars? Is that okay? I suppose. All right, good. I guess we yeah. can talk about Star Wars. I mean, you don't, you don't have to. You can just fill any time I stop talking with just whatever random things come to oh, your yeah. mind. You know, like when mm-hmm. I was at the Circle K yesterday and there was a lady in there who was, you know, not okay in some way that mm-hmm. made her just stream of consciousness yeah, the she, whole time. Yeah, I was behind her and yeah, she had a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts. Yeah. I it was, was kind of a kind of a sad scene. And I wasn't even like, oh man, this is annoying. I was like, man, what would that be like if you had to go through your day constantly saying everything that came into your head and like you could not stop it's not even like a liar liar scenario because at least he can shut up although he's jim carrey in a movie so of course he cannot no but even then it's like oh it wouldn't even be you're constantly telling the truth or anything it'd just be like anything that comes into your brain is out there yeah well she was she definitely was on kind of a loop she was saying the same things a lot of times so no i mean but i feel like that's the kind of thing you normally get in your head yeah you just run the same thought over and over that is true when you like get that 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 situation where you're stuck in an argument with like an imagined friend oh yeah and And you say the same argument like 27 different ways to be like okay but how do i actually say this and then when you finally actually meet up with them and you try the argument you're like okay so uh do you think I want to talk to you about it? And they're like, no, 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 I'm already on the same speed, same page. We're cool. And you're like, I don't oh, give a fuck. The fuck? <laughs> I want you to know how much of my life you just wasted. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. That's always fun. Yeah. So, so Lando. So what else can I talk about instead of this? <laughs> well, you think about what you want to say because I'm going to describe what Lando's up to. Great. I'm going to fuck around on my phone. Great. Do that. <laughs> I love how dialed in you are. I'm so, so here it's, for it's this. It's a gift to the people. <laughs> Play some Wookiee Clicker. Ooh, yeah. So anyway, Lando's been, of course, as we mentioned before, uh, brought in by by uh, trained professional thugs, beat up quite a bit, uh, and then forced or conscripted into a fool-hearted treasure hunt by a wizard and a weird governor man. Yeah. Dutzmer and the Dutes. wizard. We decided Dutes. Eh. <laughs> Dutzmer and the wizard have... Uh-huh. Uh, Finally gone on tour, and you can get tickets for their summer show. I feel like Dutzmer and the Wizard is going to be like 
I don't know, a roller skate stunt show and not like a movie or a concert or something. <laughs> hey, I just said that they were on tour. Yeah. Like they both wear short, tiny short shorts, but suspenders, you know, and then they, they do cool, they do roll, and not rollerblade either, roller skate tricks. Yes, of course. And probably like something else is, but maybe they juggle. I mean, it's probably yeah. someone's playing the synth. That, yeah, that, that's definitely one. I don't know which one of them. Maybe the wizard is a synth player. Probably. Yeah, like he plays it on like a like a sword that has keyboards <laughs> or yeah. keyboard keys along the side of you it. You know, or the key sword instead yeah. of the key tar. The key sword tar, as it's called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Dutzmer and the wizard have blackmailed Lando into using a uh, visual weird... A dimensionally uncomfortable key. Yeah, you know, the... Here's the three prongs, no, it's two prongs fucking uh, mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's, is... a, it's a, it's a w- real-world optical illusion. Is yeah. what it's, like. it's, it's made with such dimensional magic as to constantly defy whatever your eyes are trying to tell you about it. It just keeps changing while you're looking at it. I mean, one of my very favorite things in these chapters, honestly, is the fact that he tries to be like, Okay, but what if I close my eyes and just feel it? What yeah, then? He's like, and I don't use. Yeah, he's like, what if I don't use visual information and I just try to feel it? And he's like, nope, it's an optical illusion for my fingers, and I hate my life. I do appreciate that this book is old enough and like not well known enough that I have to read a lot of fanfic about people getting that thing and putting it in their butts. Because I feel like that's modern day. If you were like, so this guy has a weird dimensional device that constantly changes shape, and it doesn't make any like visceral or, or visual sense i'll put it in my ass i'd like that in my ass immediately thank you is it have a flared base well sometimes okay. <laughs> <It> <laughs> occasionally might. sometimes you look at it and you're like that's pretty flared <laughs> other times the flare is gone but uh anyway yeah Woo! <laughs> oh no the flare is gone <laughs> uh okay so like we mentioned he's been recruited by dudesmer and the wizard <laughs> coming to you live on take you 06 the walrus <laughs> Dutzmer and the Wizard bringing you only the hottest, hottest hits from yesteryear and today. <laughs> Coming up next, it's Guster with, uh, I don't know, whatever Guster saw there was. <laughs> hey, I'm the Wizard. Hey, Dutes, you uh, you ever get one of those fireplace nipples? <laughs> I can't say that I have. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> he likes sips tea. <laughs> Uh, anyway, where were we? Uh, so now he's, we're starting the episode. That's where we were. <laughs> now, he's, anyway, what actually happens? Oh, he's walking down the street. He's got Buffy with him, and uh, they've given him his entire outfit back and his his gun, even. His little tiny, what does he call it, a sting blaster or something? Uh, it's yeah. A, it's a little tiny blaster that all it can really do is, like, hurt real bad when he's shot oh, with yeah. it. This is not a murder weapon. This no. is, you know, this... Like little holdout pistols that's like, mm-hmm. oh, this will probably just hurt a lot rather than actually kill someone. Yeah, it, it fires off like 80 volts of stop it is basically what it does. <laughs> no, nah, it just it, it shoots a little <laughs> flag and it says, nah, man. <laughs> cut it out. Hey. It's a cut it out, Ray, and that, and it's the greatest gun of Star Wars. But they, he's surprised they even gave it back to him. Uh, but they, it's, you know. Well, he's like, oh, this is just because they're like, we know we've got you over a barrel. We don't even give a shit if we give you back your gun. Like... I love we that, have no respect for you. I love that this is like their whole plan to be like, well, we'll just kidnap this random gambling space traveler and we'll be like, here's this weird key. Go explore the entire star system until you find one of these mile high buildings with a door on it that this key works on and uh, no supervision. Just go do what you do. It's so weird because I'm also like, what, like you said, why would you just like... Why no supervision, because even if you were like, we're just going to pick someone at random, you'd be like, oh, well, 
we should probably send someone to make sure he does something with it instead yeah. of like here's a priceless ridiculous artifact that could possibly open up the door to a thing no one has ever seen and an ancient treasure you can just have it and fuck off if yeah. you want i love the concept of him just being like all right great thanks everybody and then he's like sells it literally the moment he's outside oh, of yeah. the building they're like hey, i've got a weird thing 50 bucks oh yeah like you wouldn't just go okay well i'll take I'll take the Falcon with its entire cargo crate full of fucking weird-ass crystals, mm-hmm. fly to a different planet because I can go around this solar system, and then sell just... Sell my life crystals, sell <laughs> this stupid weird thing. Sell the artifact, get a new ship, put the crystals in it, fuck off, and be like, meh. <laughs> you got me, fellas. Oh, you sure did <laughs> put one over on me anyway, bye. You have no artifact and no crystals. <laughs> You're so dumb. You're impossibly I mean, dumb. I mean, I'm sure what's going to happen is it turns out that they like put a tracker on him or that the wizard is always watching. You oh, know. the wizard is always yeah. watching. I mean, that, by the way, that's Rokur Gepta, the sorcerer of Tund, and not just the wizard. We got to, we got to, yeah. It's every the wizard. Time, the whole thing, the whole thing, every time. He's just the wizard. There's that's no fine. possible way I will ever refer to him by name. So anyway, he is still all beat up, but doesn't look all that bad because they were careful to avoid the parts of him that stick out of his comfy suit. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> like his penis famously always hanging dong, <laughs> but it's okay. Cause it's star Wars. It's fine. It's just the style of the time. You know, you know how many people were hanging dong in star Wars? All of them, <laughs> all uh, of every them. single one of them, even the ones with no dongs. Yeah. Especially the ones with no dongs. Yeah. They hung dong the most. <laughs> R2D2 hanging dong. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe muff tack. <laughs> Didn't even have a bottom half of the suit. That's a true story. <laughs> Muff Tech, turns out Cabe, just his dong. <laughs> That's how their species works. Their dongs are little bat people who want juice. It's not that different from me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we've really learned something today. <laughs> That's as good a time as any to end this. <laughs> well, I think we're good. <laughs> anyway, he's walking down the street with Buffy and... Uh, He's got the key in his hand, and he's basically real pissed off at Vuffy because the last thing he asked Vuffy to do before he disappeared was help him. Like, hey, Vuffy, please help me. I am being assaulted by thugs. Please fight them for me. And Vuffy, we don't know what kind of droid necessarily he is. We know he's class two, multiphasic, but we don't know what that means, and we don't know if he's a protocol, astromech, assassin, whatever. Now we're learning that he's hard programmed not to fight anybody. Do not get in fights. That's one of his number one rules. Oh, yeah. And I do. I like that Vuffy is again smart is the thing about Vuffy. Vuffy's very smart. But this is another one of those situations where Lando is the PC who doesn't want anything to do with anything. Yes. And Vuffy's like, my dude, you have to take me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I don't. You suck. You didn't fight. And he's like. I didn't, I can't fight. Like, I literally literally cannot fight. Well, then you're useless. And Buffy's like, wait, are you saying that your only qualification for friends or companions is whether or not they're willing to do violence at the instant you command it? Yeah. And Lando's like, well, shit. I, I, no. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of fucked up that I was like, ah, the only thing that matters in this world is violence when my personal philosophy is I barely even take a non-lethal gun yeah. just so I've got something. Here I am with just this little tiny, you know, stop it pistol, and I'm pissed off at this droid because he didn't go full ninja the instant I commanded him to. And he literally he has the moment where he's like, Jesus, I just got outsmarted by this robot. I, <laughs> He's right. My friend is right. And wait, when did I start thinking about him as my friend? Ah, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> it's great. This is this is why I've been talking up Vuffy Raw for years because a lot of droids in Star Wars are stupid and suck, 
Like, the most interesting they ever get is whenever they're like, ah, my master has refused to wipe my memory like he was supposed to for 12 years, so I've got a personality now. But Vuffy's, like, smarter than Lando and often cooler. <laughs> so every time he's like, you little you little automata, what do you even know? And he's like, I know a lot of things, you big dumb idiot. <laughs> hey, asshole. Why don't you, I don't know, try and ask me uh, <laughs> yeah. to do anything that isn't murder a guy. Yeah, like, oh, because Lando's, like, calling him out. He's like, well, so far you've proven to be an exceptionally good audio recorder and, and luggage caddy. What else can you do? And he's like, well, first of all, those two things are amazing, so step off. <laughs> One, fuck you. Two, <laughs> you haven't even considered asking me yet for help with your whole find a thing. You know what I was doing while you were sitting in the, in the governor's office? I was sitting in the evidence locker. And he's like, between, what was it, like... Uh, Vibro knives and murder hatchets? Murder, murder hatchets, which I think is my favorite new type of hatchet. Yes. Yeah. Vibro knives, murder hatchets. Regular hatchets. The book hatchet. <laughs> hatchet men. <laughs> Juggalos with hatchet men tattoos. <laughs> you know, hatchet stuff. And then on the and other then... side of it was smokable vegetables. Oh, it was, you know... You know the uh, the the smoking weird vegetables, so you'd get like weed and tobacco. Huh? Yeah, exactly. It was just a way. It was just a space way to say weed. The 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 local smoking vegetables. <laughs> oh, the local smoking vegetables. Not that you light them on fire. Just they're constantly smoking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're smoking. That's right. The, Jim Carrey comes the, in and is like, "My goodness, is that a head of lettuce? Why that's smoking? I would fuck that lettuce. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. I'd put that in my trousers, but I don't need to because you see, I'm hanging dong right now. And <laughs> well, when in Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> dong is the Star Wars do. <laughs> That's why so many of those uh, view screens and so on at the Star Wars exhibits in Disneyland are waste up. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want you to know that that uh, you know Poe Dameron is just hanging a pound of brain. <laughs> they don't. No. <laughs> pound and a half. Um, anyway, he's so he's like, well, fine. What do you think we should do? And Buffy's about to be like, you should go to the library. You oh yeah. He's like, look, man. If I have an ancient artifact that's obviously very well known and precious and leads to a super interesting thing there's only one place i would go and lando's like haha you're right a bar and he's like what the fuck are you talking what? about no and lando's got two reasons for saying this uh one lando is is the most common type of space racist which is that he doesn't like droids yet now we that's because this is from a canon where he didn't have a girlfriend who was a droid in like solo so he's still kind of like generically anti-droid. And it's, you know, we still only have like a couple movies out. So yeah. the whole no droids allowed in a bar thing was mm -hmm. like, well, I guess that's just standard. That's ever Yeah, that's everywhere. They just don't. I mean, I get why they do that. It, it makes sense in New Hope. You, you don't want droids in the establishment because they are permanently sober and they don't buy any of your alcohol. Yeah, they take up room. And yeah. I... You know, I understand, again, like, oh, you wouldn't want droids to be in any yep. sort of gambling establishment, because, again, you could just be like, oh, I fuck with Sabacc because this game is dumb. The thing I always think about with the no droid policy in bars is because it's, you know, it's fucking Mos Eisley. It's an unregulated hell market, which means that they don't want a droid in there because a droid can work like an alarm clock. Like, Master, you reminded me, when you have three drinks, it's time to go. <laughs> Get that fucking droid out of here. It's a good influence on you, and I hate it. <laughs> See, I was assuming it was, oh, you put a droid in here, and then it can start murdering people, and then... <laughs> but he was like, he's like, well, great, I'll go to a bar, because basically he thinks 
this is something he picked up a little bit from from Buffy saying like, oh, it's a local legend, right? So maybe the, the Toka know something about it. And he's like, the Toka? The Toka are basically slaves here. I'll go a place where they're slaves. Bars. Yeah. And fucking Buffy's like, go to the go to the library, my dude. <laughs> go to the lo- Reading is fundamental, Lando. Come on, man. This is a very weird and unique item. It shouldn't be that hard. You're right, Vuffy. We should go to the library and find boobs in the old National Geographics. And then to a bar. (laughs) Again, I can't recommend that you do that. I cannot stress enough. I'm already gone. I do not want you to do this. (laughs) I'm going to cut the boobs out of the old National Geographics and put them in children's books. Sir, I, again, I, I can't... Ma- you are, master. You are the literal worst right now, and I can't <laughs> I even deal with you. I don't you. know what's going on. Normally, everyone really likes Lando. <laughs> but no, Lando runs off to the nearest bar he can, and sure enough, no droids allowed, and he has to just stand out on the sidewalk, poor Vuffy. Aw. Uh, the bar's mostly empty, because it's a, a minor bar, and the shifts are open right now, so there's no miners to come in there and drink. And, and by that, I do mean people who work in mines. Yes. Yeah, and not, it's a bar for miners. I wouldn't put it past Star Wars. I mean, everyone's got their dicks out. Obviously, it's very loose of morals. <laughs> I mean, I just assumed it was a minor bar, as opposed to the major bars mm. that you see around. Yeah, that's true. It's just a lesser bar. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, heads on in. There's like a wizened old bartender man. There's a wizard bartender? <laughs> no sense of right and wrong! <laughs> no springs! <laughs> no, but like, uh, there's like a, a, a gnarly, wrinkled old man who runs the bar. And Lando sits in like the middlest possible table with a whole speech to himself about how like normally he likes to sit like he's a prey item and sit again with his back against two walls so no one can get him. But now he needs to be as inconspicuous as possible, but now I need to be seen. He needs to be visible. So he sits in the middle. The bartender comes out and is just like, hey, man, just so you know, the spacer bars are like three blocks that way. Uh, You can drink here if you want, but if you stick around, I can't guarantee what's going to happen when the miners get off shift. They hate space people. Like, just so you know, like, I'll I'll serve you. Like, I'll take your money and give you a drink. There's no problem there. But like bandages and splints are extra my dude yeah this is like roadhouse except we don't have swayze so you don't want to be here yeah you only want to be at a swayze house yeah (laughs) only swayze approved roadhouses are safe (laughs) um so so he's like fine but can i have a guy some caffeine uh you know caffeine the local calf or uh or well, any other type of star wars term we come up with to avoid just can i get a rock to gino I like that at least Rock to Gino is Klingon coffee and not just a fancy word for regular coffee. Ah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, but So he's like, yeah, I'll get you a pot of coffee. Many of my friends drink coffee. Weird thing to say, bartender. Thank you. You know, some of my best friends drink coffee. Yeah. Now, the problem with this bar is that it's shitty and shitty enough that there just aren't any good, like, local Toka slaves up in here. Um, How shitty? Not enough good slaves. Not enough slaves. Well, it's just because they don't care. The, the Toka locally... Here's the thing about the Rafa Star system. Most places have the no droid policy, but they do use droid labor to clean the bar and so on. Uh, because those droids are under the control of the bartender. They don't really take you up space. It's like Roombas. Yeah. It's fine. They're don't, But in the Rafa system, they don't even need to do that, because droids are more expensive than just forcing the Toka to do your jobs for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know... He doesn't get a bite at the first one, but it's still like, you know, I think people are looking at me. He goes to a couple of bars where mm-hmm. he like gets the key out and just puts it on the table and is like, God damn, this thing is fucked up and I weird. Hate this thing. But every time he does it, 
he's like, all right, who's looking? Who's giving me the side eye? Who's going to come over and be like, hey, that's a pretty nice, weird fucking thing you got there. I'd like to put that in my butt, and I don't mind saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then another person comes up and is like, I'd like to put that in my butt, and I'm sorry, I do mind saying that. <laughs> Would you? He has like a guy with him. Say it for me, because as you know, I mind saying it. <laughs> <laughs> You can't bring that droid in here to say your things for you. No droids. Phillips, tell this man I want that in my butt. <laughs> I'm willing to wait my turn, of course. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> no need to wash it. But yeah, I need to go to a couple bars, but basically they the, the two that we get the most detail on are this grimy minor bar where he gets no hit of any value, leaves a tip for the bartender and leaves, uh, and then goes out and heads right to like Lord Fansington's public house of well-reputed drinkeries, you know, like the nice bar. Well, I mean, he goes to several bars before yeah. he manages to get to the other good one. Yeah. Mostly he's just like, oh, I'm going to bar after bar, Drinking getting coffee. coffee. Yeah. And eventually he manages to get back to the bar that he started at, mm -hmm. the Spacer Bar, and he's like, okay, I'm so hopped up on fucking caffeine, I can't. Give me a regular drink. So in this I bar, need some downers after all these uppers. <laughs> we get a couple of things in the old Spacer bar from the first, the first couple chapters. First of all, he starts commenting internally on the decor, which leads to him having this whole running commentary on how... Uh, Normally there'd be titties up in here. Yeah, they put pictures of tits everywhere because that's popular. But in some, on some planets where some people's you know succulent flesh lumps are other people's nightmare monsters, they'll instead put things like local bric-a-brac, such as the fur-bearing trout of the planet uh, Paul King 14 or the uh, jackalope of Douglas 3. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, first of all, uh, I, Paul King and Douglas are definitely friends of this guy, right? Like, well, there's mean, no way. And obviously, I mean, if you've got a jackalope in your bar, that is a high-status thing, because it is very expensive, Douglas. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I mean, I looked up El Neil Smith this week just so I could see if there was a connection. Just so I could see all of his friends. Uh, I just looked him up on Facebook. Well, I tried looking up Paul King. I was like, well, what's I, I knew there was a Paul King. Like, I knew there was a famous Paul King, because he's the director of a couple of movies, including the Paddington films. Ooh, Paddington. Mm, yeah. Um, but I was like, that guy, there's no way. He's like too young. He's our age. Yeah. So there's no way that he was the uh, the the guy that he's being referenced in an 83 novel. <laughs> it might be like a British VJ and musician. I think it's more likely he's just a friend of this guy. But Neil Smith, it turns out, is like a libertarian who constantly runs for office as a libertarian. Huh. That's like the, the gimmick of the author of these books. He, huh. he runs for the libertarian par uh, like presidency. In uh, Lisa, in terms of the the times I was able to read about in the book, Arizona for the most part, huh? So, book by an Arizona libertarian, which makes me really glad it was written in '83 before that kind of thing was like, you know, like just a, a big old red flag, like the biggest warning sign in the world. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> all of his other books are alternate history and libertarian stuff. Interesting. <laughs> I I almost wish I didn't know that, but now I'm like, oh. That's going to color everything I read now in this book. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a shocking discovery. <laughs> that he has this whole like alternate history thing. There were like one word in the Declaration of Independence was different. So now it's like an anarcho, uh, paleo, libertarian co uh, commune world where people keep showing up from other dimensions and trying to stop it. <laughs> it's, it's weird, man. That's well, because, you know, the number one thing you start doing when you're a libertarian, other than obviously Google for unpleasant types of pornography, is um, get defensive about it. Be like, oh, everyone hates libertarians. And you're like, no, I constantly forget what you are. You're like, 
you're like right wingers who don't want the stigma of being right wingers, right? That's like the whole thing. Yeah, you're like, oh, I want all of the same bad things that people on the right want, but, but I also want weed. But I but I want to couch it in the language of freedom. Yeah, that's anyway. I'm sure we're losing our libertarian listeners as we speak. Yeah, suck it, libertarians. <laughs> But that was just kind of an interesting tidbit to learn while I was digging up, like trying to figure out who Paul King is. The other thing I love about this book mm -hmm. is, again, it's just because it's from so early in the timeline of writing Star Wars novels, is that they didn't yet have the rules in place of, like, don't put Earth stuff, don't constantly put jokes about Earth stuff in, which is why we've already hit dinosaurs in the first episode. Yes. And now we've hit jackalopes and fur-bearing trout, which are both, like, bar jokes. And in this bar, he's like, I've had enough caffeine to last a lifetime. I need a real drink. So he orders a Talmog. And a Talmog is a mix of ethanol, because he doesn't want to list any particular Spiced alcohol. Elf ethanol. Spiced ethanol and <laughs> limes rose juice. Yes, now, indeed. Now, I, now I, I'm not saying I wrote the book on bartending, but I did write a book on bartending. <laughs> and I can tell you that a Talmog is just a gimlet with the uh, letters backwards and the vowels switched out. Yeah. And a gimlet is... <laughs> Alcohol and Rose's lime juice. Indeed. It's gin and Rose's lime juice, not ro Lime's rose juice. That's all. That's all. It's just a joke about gimlets. Yeah. The second I saw Lime's rose juice, I was like, you're not even trying. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, but I love that shit because that's, you only get that in the really old ones before like they had to go through an editor who'd be like, that's too close to an earth thing. Change that's it a, so it says Flugathuck 9. That's a dumb pun. We aren't allowed puns. I <laughs> can't do that. The only one that's allowed is the weird one about Luke liking hot chocolate. Uh, and he doesn't have to call it, like, hot caffeine or something like that. Or yeah, but that's not a pun. You're not allowed puns. You're yeah. allowed one weird normal Earth thing. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So, just thought that was hilarious. Uh, in this bar, he no longer has the bartender from the first night when he got in there, who was a dude who had such a tall face that he had two mustaches. Yeah, that's some that's some cool. That's some Futurama shit. That's some a, double stash man. Yeah, he got a, he got a double stash man, and you know, one stash makes a dude look generally creepy. Like unless you connect it to a beard or something. I'm just saying it's not the '80s anymore. But this guy's got two, and I feel like that might counter it out. You know, if you had two '80s stashes, that might be cool. It might be cool. It might be cool. It'd be like a John Waters thing where he has two pencil stashes, so his face is an equal sign. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I'd, 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 I'd be could, fine with that. I'd hang. But anyway, he's not here anymore. I'd hang brain with that. Yeah. The other thing about this bar, different from the first one, also doesn't allow droids, but couches it in nicer language, almost like this is some sort of libertarian bar, where it's like, facilities not provided for mechanosapiens. Yeah, that's one of the ones he goes to, where it's like, oh, this one has a little lounge for uh, mm -hmm. fucking droids, and they can hang out and watch TV. Yeah, it's great. They're literally watching soaps. There's like little stations where they can plug in, and it says a, a, uh, it was a serial... Uh, drama, it was a weepy serial drama or something like that, which is like, oh shit, they're watching soaps. They've got Days of Our Lives on in there yeah. for, for the droids. <laughs> droids love it. <laughs> droids are way into that. I, I mean, I get it, because again, that's a Futurama thing, but where the, droids are all obsessed with the same soap opera. The spacer bar lets him get Vuffy in there, though. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He does, because the, uh, the bartender's a, a droid in that bar. So Vuffy gets to go up and, and because, face up to the bar because his belly is waist high. Oh yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, we don't want you to leave your fucking droid outside, because... We're spacer bars, mm -hmm. so we assume people are coming here with droids and stuff, because the locals are like, no, dude, you go mine and you come back. You don't have a droid with you while you're mining, yeah. so we want as many people in here as possible. The space bar is like, no, man, we would get no business, because we were like, leave your droid outside. They'd be like, you know how much that fucking droid costs? I'm not going to let someone steal that droid. And if there's anything we learned from uh, 
planet of Twilight or whatever, it's that any droid will go anywhere that anyone tells them to. Exactly. If someone walked up and was like, hey, you're mine now, they're going to go, oh, man. Yeah, Star Wars droid ownership is basically the old George Lopez routine on dog ownership, <laughs> where he's just like, if you see a dog, you've got a dog now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's because that fucking one where was, this guy was like, come with me, I own you now. And 3PO was like, well, he said it and he's alive. So well, I that's a human. That's, so. de- that's definitely true what he just said. <laughs> Not allowed to argue with humans. How have you been known by one person for so fucking long then? Aww. How did that happen? The moment the fucking wet, or, uh, Captain Antilles or whatever was like, hey, go uh, go over there for a second, 3PO. Some other person would be like, hey, droid, you're mine. Hey, droid, I need you to do a thing. And then you'd be off. <laughs> Hey, I'll sell you this droid. Why would I buy a droid from you? I could just wait for you to leave the room and tell the droid it's mine. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, I'll sell you this droid. Hey, droid, you're mine. Hey, I'll sell you this droid. <laughs> what are droid stores like in that scenario anyway? Turned off. <laughs> yeah, All of them just off. turned off. Yeah. Don't turn on the droids. No stairway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, it's like going into a fucking gun shop. You're like, you don't get to have a loaded gun in here. You I'd kill at- you if I had my gun. <laughs> <laughs> you get to look at the gun and then you can leave. <laughs> All right. So uh, so anyway, the uh, the upshot of all that is that Buffy gets to go to the bar. Yeah, and Lando, of course, goes and takes his, like, middle table to put his dumb optical illusion key on the table. Mm-hmm. And this bar full of tokas. Buffy goes and just hangs out with the fucking bartender. Yeah, the two of them are having, like, droid conversations. There's, e- there's even a point where Lando's like, gee, I wonder what droids talk about when they talk to other droids. Not enough to care, though. Yeah, he's like, you know, sometimes I'll I'll see a droid talk to another droid, and I'll be like, huh. I wonder what's that all about. But I'm never curious enough to eavesdrop. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, why would you be curious enough about that to eavesdrop? What are they? They're fucking sentient. They have experiences throughout the day. They might like to describe them to each other. They might. You think they just go up to each other and are like, number coefficients. Indeed, I also like those. The product of two cubes. <laughs> yes, two cubes fucking. <laughs> they make a baby. Hey, friend, oil? Indeed oil. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, see you next time. I'm the tin man in this scenario. <laughs> oil can. There's also a point in this where uh, Lando asks if Buffy Rock can dispense oil, and he's like, no, my circuits are entirely self-organized and sealed from the inside. That's why I've never asked you to oil me, you racist prick. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that is, honestly, though, that is a decent thing because you know the oil baths and everything is like an actual thing for droids it is yeah so you know it's not like a fucked up question to be like yo do i need to oil you up or well he didn't ask that he asked can you give me oil yeah can well, i get oil out of you you droid I, uh, you droid because i'm only interested in your monetary functionalities uh because again libertarian ethos yeah you know <laughs> that's gonna be going forward i got we have to taper that off it was a bad thing to discover this early. yeah that was that was a terrible thing to tell me and now it's <laughs> it's in there but yeah lando's got his weird fucking indescribable key sitting on a table mm-hmm. and one of the toka that works there is dispensing fake plastic sawdust that's right <laughs> i guess real sawdust My, is- Favorite Radiohead song, Fake Plastic Sawdust. I mean, my question is, what would fake plastic sawdust do? Like, the point of throwing sawdust on the floor is to absorb spills and plastic... Well, yes, but it's there to be, like, the look of, oh, there's Uh, sawdust on the floor. Isn't (laughs) this a, like, local bar you'd want to stay at? It's it's like the peanut shell floor, yeah, I I get it. I, I, I just, I've never seen a sawdust floor bar. I'm sure they exist, that, but it's very unusual sounding to me, because sawdust fucking sucks. Well... 
And I guess fake plastic sawdust sounds like you're going to breathe that shit in. I don't want <laughs> no that. No one was worried about microplastics in the 80s. That is true. They were just excited about it. They're like, fuck yeah, microplastics. <laughs> we can use plastic to simulate the effects of trees. Hell yeah. I'm going to turn everything into plastic. You want fucking snow? You want <laughs> sawdust? Anything. Anything you can breathe? Mm-hmm. Plastic now. I guess that's true. This book was written around the same time that someone was in a room de- developing the McDLT. <laughs> Keeps the hot side hot and the cool side cool. For only the cost of 35 pounds of styrofoam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he puts this on the table and the sawdust dispenser guy is enraptured. And, like, he can tell, especially because he's like, there's like a half inch more sawdust around me than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. This dude just keeps coming by and throwing sawdust around me. Yeah. I love that there's a guy whose job it is is just walk around the bar and make sure every square inch of it is sawdusted, and when it's done, go around again and put down more sawdust. I mean, it's possible that the only reason he's still out here putting sawdust is because that of the key. That could be. That could be. It could also be that there's another Toka whose job it is to go around and clean up the sawdust. Yeah. It's it's just the back and forth. While he puts it out, there's another one behind him with a broom, puts it in a bucket in the back, and then when the guy finishes that bucket, he comes back there, (laughs) sees a new bucket, takes that out at a clean floor. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I guess I know what my purpose is. I mean, that's what happens when a planet's only local population is entirely submissive slaves. Yeah. Is you start getting people who are like, I'm just going to do fucking weird shit with them. (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have a Sisyphean work ethic. You make a mess. You clean up his mess. You, whenever you see a clean area, put a mess there. Yeah. I we're mean, just, just we're fuck- just going in circles. It's it, everything about this is already uncomfortable and gross. And it's going to get even worse in a second when one of them starts talking. Yeah. So eventually Lando's like, all right, let's see. I've definitely got this guy's attention. He's completely enwrapped with me. What happens if I put the key away and the second it leaves this dude's sight, he is like, ho, 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 and runs off to the back. Yeah, he just bolts. He, get, he he does that thing where he builds up a head of steam and his legs become a figure eight. Oh, yeah. He and leaves Sonic a, runs out of the room. Leaves a cloud in his shape where he was. Toka-shaped hole in the wall where he goes out. I mean, he, he basically would have done that had the door to the back not been a curtain. Because he's like, oh, yeah, that guy just flew through the back and the curtain is just like, woof. Exactly. Uh, so now at this point, Lando's like, well, I guess I hit my mark. Some weird shit's about to happen, but I got nothing else to do. I'm going to go talk with that bartender. Because he does. He goes over and talks to the bartender about some random shit. And then mostly because he goes over there to talk to Vuffy. Well, Vuffy comes to talk to him. Yeah. And and uh, basically, there's been a running through line here where um, he keeps saying stuff to Vuffy who's interpreting it super literally. You know, he's like... He's like, uh, the, the whole thing about, like, don't oil your circuits up. And he's like, sir, my my circuits sir. are... Sir. Or master, my circuits are fully self-contained. Don't call me master. Call me Lando. Okay, master. Turns out he's broken in some way that forces him to call people oh, master. Oh, he's so broken. Yeah. Um, But he's been doing this thing where he treats everything literally, and Lando has already seen through it. Well, he's like, he's, he's like, like, stop that. I, you're not, too you're, smart to fucking do that. There's no... that I know that's a fucking bit. I don't know why you're doing it, but you know full well you understand me and can talk. <laughs> You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You understand nuance. Mm-hmm. Fucking quit being an asshole. You're about not a three PO unit. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
But here there's a part where, where uh, Vuffy comes over to talk to him and uh, Lando's like, oh, gee, I think I just got a bite, Vuffy. And Vuffy's He's like, like, oh, a bite? Mm. Oh, I didn't think it was that unsanitary here. We shouldn't have to contact the local sur- uh, authority on cleaning up vermin or whatever. And uh, Lando's like, come on, fuck, what the fuck, Dude, Vuffy? come on. And then Vuffy has a way of laughing by just lighting up the center light on his yeah, face. Yeah, he basically gives the robot equivalent of a wink. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> turns out he's just fucking with Lando, which is great. He's going to do that a lot. He's already done it before in this chapter at the set, and we didn't get to it. I mean, given the fact that Lando uh, in this book, and especially these beginning chapters, is such a hardcore asshole stick in the mud, doesn't want to do anything, mm-hmm. somebody fucking with him like this is great. It's gold. And I, it's just it's just great because it's so rare that droids get to be this, you know? Yes. Normally, they when they do that routine where they're like, so I don't I don't find myself to be purple in color. I don't know what you're talking about. Have I merely stumbled through some paint? And you're like, no, I was describing how your prose was unnecessarily verbose. And they're and, like, oh my, oh, well, I seem to have made a mistake. I'll put something in my memory banks about how humans can be confusing sometimes with their syntax. Oh, or you could put in some shut the fuck ups instead. <laughs> put, put some of those I in I want there. a big old oil bath of shut the fuck up. But this guy, I mean, uh, it's nice that Vuffy was doing it. Lando called him on it. And Vuffy was doing it for some reason, probably to put Lando at ease. Yeah. Well, you know. And it's it's great, because when Lando calls him on it, he stops until he sees an opportunity to needle Lando about it. <laughs> and, you know, Vuffy comes over and he's like, hey, I've got something to tell you, master. Mm-hmm. And then he gets interrupted by the super ancient Toka who comes out, who's like, all right. Toka are born looking old. Yes. Like, they are all fucking Charlie Brown and Doug. Like, 100%, they are born looking 40. And then they get worse from there. This dude is an actual old Toka, which means he looks like he is about to disintegrate. Yeah. I think there's a whole... I, I, You know what? I'm not going to say stuff that I vaguely remember about this book. Never mind. But yeah, all, all the Toka look like Dan Hidea, where you can't find proof that they were ever a baby <laughs> you know, or like, a child. I'm pretty sure the youngest picture I can find of you is you in your 50s. Yeah. Yes, and that was 70 years ago. Like, even John Hamm, who started acting in his 40s, like, you can find his high school photos and shit if you really want to. And I do, obviously. Obviously. We all do. <laughs> do you want to find John Hamm's high school pictures? Sure, we all do. <laughs> or get your degree. <laughs> if those are two things are the same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Dan Hedaya is like, no, that dude was born 54. <laughs> born in Studio 54 at the age of 54. True. Uh, but uh, As to- the prophecy foretold. Yeah. <laughs> There shall come a man, a man who was born to play Nixon (laughs) and dirty cops. Uh, So, yeah, this this old Toka comes out and is just like, oh, my Lord, thou art the bearer of the key, the master of the way. Oh, what a glorious day that thou art here, my Lord. (sighs) I hate the thee thou shit so much. But at least here it kind of makes sense because these guys never talk. So One of my favorite things, though, is the fact that right before this happens, you know, fucking uh, the reason he's going into bars and doing all this is he's like, oh, I would normally go to, like, the next time the Toka have a gathering. But he's like, those guys are so dumb. Who knows when they'd get together? And when they do, they just bray at the moon like fucking dogs. And then the first dude who talks to him that's a Toka is like, Prithee, wilt thou tarry? And you're like, what the sh... Okay, so this is super racism in that they're like, these guys are barely even fucking able to talk. And they just come out in full Shakespeare. Prithee, sir, wilt thou answer my questions three? And you're like, oh, okay. 
So you're just assholes then. <laughs> it's not that, like, I was expecting the token to come out and be like, oh, you have key, come me caveman. But no. <laughs> mighty sky key. Ah, <laughs> oh, mighty lords of sky, come. You open the door. Yes, come, well, come. I mean, it could be that maybe only this one toka can talk. Like, you start learning to talk when you're, you know, like, uh, incredibly old. And that's it. They just take a really long time to learn it. No, I'm I am now on board with it. No, all, all like of the this. Toka are it's fucking whole... Shakespeare in the park. A hundred percent of the time with you, these guys. Yeah, you go out there and they're like, "Ah, oh, yes. Willst thou tell me what rose blooms upon the narrow? I think that I shall never see a thing as lovely as that key. May I see it again, my lord? My lord <laughs> would, but that I could lay eyes upon it once more, twice upon the morrow. Wherefore art thou, Lando? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm called Lando because that's what I was given at birth. Because, you know, you see, wherefore <laughs> means why, you, you jack off. <laughs> Obviously, I know that. I speak entirely in Shakespearean dialogue. All I know is Shakespeare. <laughs> but yeah, this dude comes out and Shakespeare's at him for a minute about how he's like the lord and master and the emissary and the one who will bring the great key. Yeah, and he's like, oh... My my dude, I've been waiting so long for this. I am the keeper of the ways for my people. I think my favorite thing about this this bit is when the the eld, the super ancient Toka comes stumbling into the room uh, all fast. It draws the attention of everyone in the bar because Toka never do anything of their own accord or fast. And and here comes we never this one. do anything nice yeah. and easy. <laughs> But here comes this fast one, and he starts talking, and now everyone in the bar is wrapped. Everyone is staring at him like, holy shit, I've never seen one of those guys talk before. What the fuck is happening? But then, what he's saying is boring, and so everyone immediately abandons it. Just, oh, yeah. They're just like, they're oh. Like, oh, man, this dude's got something important to say, and he's just like, oh, Lord. We're... Blessed day. Ah, tis you upon the morrow shall bring us to sunny shores, and the rosy fingers shall play upon us like ladies' fingers. And you're like, no, 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 I'm out. Every other spacer in the bar is like, no, nah, I've seen that shit. I'm no, good. I'm, I'm, good. All, I'm, I'm all, all right. <laughs> Bro. Look, I don't. I cannot be dragged to Shakespeare in the Park. <laughs> I am not paying attention to this. I get enough of that fancy pants shit on my Alderaan runs. <laughs> Pass. Ah, I see you have smuggled the very thing that I need upon thy craft. Uh, Alderaan. Uh, I wish someone would blow this fucking planet up. <laughs> Maybe in about 25 years. <laughs> you know, give or take. Yeah. Give the uh, Killicks a chance to leave. I like those bugs. <laughs> those guys are okay. Yeah, those guys are good for Soul Calibur jokes. I want them to stay in the galaxy for that reason alone. Uh, but eventually... Much like how these Toka are pretty good for Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze jokes. Exactly. They're babies. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, uh, like, just falls all over himself. And, uh, and so Lando's like, oh, fuck, yes, sweet, finally. I got a dude who knows something. And he's like, all right, well... Why don't you tell me what you know about the key? And he's like, oh, wilt thou put thy servant to the test? Very well, then. Let me recite for thee the histories. And then begins to sing in the Toka language, mm -hmm. like, the full history of this key. And everyone on the bar is like, oh, my God, shut this motherfucker up. <laughs> it's like if someone went into a bar and just immediately, like, went into fucking... I don't know. Can't stop believing. And everyone's the like, why is this Mariner. guy doing this? <laughs> He's just singing in the middle of a bar for no reason. 
Uh, and Lando's like, God, I feel like I've heard this language before. That's weird. And I'm wondering personally if that's foreshadowing that he kind of knows what this guy's saying. Or it's uh, like, oh, you, this is an ancient dialect of. Could be something he heard part of, like a, a similar language somewhere else. I like to think that the Toka culture is so fucking old that their language is like the lingua franca. Well, I from, mean, that's the thing is they're like, oh, these are ancient humans. That's why they're in the thou wilt thee is yeah. because they're they're old humans. And, and they're that's, from nightly times. Yeah, that's the... the, the that would be the far the, future of Star Wars. The shorthand of these guys come from the past is the thou. Yeah, you only have two shorthands. I just three shorthands for the past. One of them is the thou language. The other one we already did. It's caveman speak. And the third one is arch British because that means you're from the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the only three allowed. Yeah, you're, okay, you get high English, Latin, or caveman. And those are the three ways to say how far back in time are we and going. By, lang- by Latin, we mean people speaking with British accents and occasionally saying things like custodes. <laughs> ah, the Beveratus Dispensorum. <laughs> But yeah, he just has this long, long, rambly song in his own language. I think it sounds like, he's probably like, Han Solo, what a man, Solo. And Lando's like, God, why have I think like I've heard this before when I shouldn't have heard this for at least another 12 years? And I absolutely love that he lets this entire thing play out. He's like, I'm not interrupting. I'm going to let him finish. Uh, You better be going somewhere with this. (laughs) I'll allow it. (laughs) Fucking he gets to the end and he's like, now, of course, I understood all that as the bearer of the key, clearly, mm-hmm. but maybe as an extra test, sum up what you said in the vernacular. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you might convert some of the heathens in here. And uh, the guy's like, oh, I just see, I see you're just testing me again. Uh, sure, whatever. It's the key that'll open up the lock that lots out the mind harp of Shrew, which, of course, does the following. And that's when Lando's like, whoa, 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 shut up. I shut don't up. need to know, know the plot. I don't want to know any of that, largely because I don't want anyone else in the room to know any of that. So instead, shut up, and you're willing to take me somewhere now. That's great. Let's go. And Can we go right now? He's like... Oh, obviously, uh, clearly you are the bearer of the key, and if you wish to pilgrimage to Gomorrah, then let us pilgrimage to Gomorrah. <laughs> but judge me not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. it's amusing to me that Lando's still playing a little cagey here, where he's like, hey, I don't know if you're like uh, a friend or... If you find out that I, I'm not the emissary oh, of the key, I you'll mean, like bring me and just, take it. Yeah, he's cagey because he's like, I need this guy to continue to think that I am... Like, the prophesied one, and not just some dude that has this. Yeah, except, of course, I don't think it matters at all. Because there's even a point later where he's like, well, can we stop and take this droid with us? Can we go, do you need, like, can I get food or whatever? And the guy's like, dude, nothing matters. It, he's, he's it's like, all been foretold, and if it wasn't correct, then it wouldn't have been foretold. And uh, and also, if you want to leave now, we'll leave now, because you're the dude with the key. Yeah. Uh, your will is my command, my dude. Yeah. So I feel like after he hears that, Lando could probably drop all the pretense and just be like, I'm not supposed to have this key. I just do have it. But you still have to do all that shit, right? <laughs> you still got to take me there because it's part of the prophecy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And finally, Buffy's like, hey, my dude, I, uh, I've i been trying to get uh, your attention for a while. Like, even while this dude's been singing an entire fucking ancient poem, mm-hmm. uh, trouble's coming. <laughs> Yeah, and that's when the most Chandler possible thing in this entire book happens, because a man with a gun bursts in. (laughs) Hey, I've got a gun, and I don't like you specifically, space boy. (laughs) I don't know if you know what I mean by Chandler thing. I I assume you do. Could he be any more sarcastic? (laughs) Yeah, I meant the Bing version of Chandler. Yeah, the most Chandler Bing thing. Not not the Raymond Chandler version. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) 
But yeah, there's an old like Raymond Chandler quote that's basically like, if you can't figure out how to end a chapter, have a man with a gun burst in, and then you can just figure it out. At the start of the next chapter, it'll be fine. And this chapter literally ends the guy, time to die, spaceman. He says he just bursts in with a gun. The yeah, end. Yeah, the end. End of chapter. <laughs> end of our chapters here. Just, hey man, I got a gun and fuck you. I love that there's like, we have such a small cast in this book so far that there's that a man with a gun bursting in makes zero sense. Yes. It couldn't be Dutzmer or or, or uh, Roker Gepta or any of their people because they've hired him to do the job. Oh, yeah. And the only other people we know are the people that were on the space station he was on initially gambling. So it's like... Maybe that professor? Yeah. Is it the archaeologist shows up and is like, I want my Vuffy back or some shit. <laughs> I want my Vuffy back, he says. <laughs> Chili's Vuffy back ribs. <laughs> Barbecue raw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There it is. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I just love that. There's like, who the fuck is, it's a whole new character. And you can tell it's a whole new character because there's no foreshadowing of a gun guy. Well, yeah. And, and so when he shows up, move. I mean, I guess it could be one of those things where he's like, oh, I'm not going to describe who it is until the next chapter. But you'd be like. If it's one of the ten people that fucking Lando has met, instead of being like, a man with a gun came in, he'd be like, oh shit, that dude came in with any... Exactly, he hasn't met enough people yet to be... Like, he was even mentioning earlier, he's like, hey, that double-mustached bartender's gone. He must work a later shift than this, or something. He has a memory for faces. That's been established. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, and the fucking robot bartender remembers me from before and nods to me and is like, hey... Which means he also remembered a robot. Yeah. Uh, so we know that he's got a memory for faces. So, because the other thing it could potentially be is the other card game that he played here on this planet. Although there was that, never any sort of idea like that any of them gave a yeah, shit. Yeah, there was no antimony or whatever. No, wait, that's a. The, the antimony is a chemical or <laughs> yeah. an element. Never mind. That's, uh, there was no bismuth in there. <laughs> Not a hint of molybdenum among the room. <laughs> There was no antimony in there. There was no alimony in there. What's the word I was looking for, anyway? Oh, uh, ride Antag my pony. Antagonism? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Everyone was fine. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll just have to wait till next week to find out who is this mysterious... Who, who could this man, man with a gun with be? Gun. <laughs> I like to think he bursts in time to die, spaceman, with our cool new line of guns. Here, take a look. <laughs> All right, space boy, time to die is what your enemies will say. And then you've got to have this gun to kill him off. Hi, Slick Bilson here. Time to die of savings. <laughs> time to die. These t-shirts. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you are. Time to die, which is my form of games of chance I prefer. Craps is the game. <laughs> Who wants to gamble? You look like a gambler, sir. <laughs> No threat. Oops, was I threatening? My bad. We're going to play crazy space craps where the faces of the dice change constantly. And the left die is wild. <laughs> oh, crazy space craps. <laughs> it has multiple meanings. <laughs> Yo, man. I, I feel like Jabba's taking some crazy space craps. I, I, I just had space Taco Bell and I am about to take some wild space craps. <laughs> Uh, too late to call the episode Crazy Space Craps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the chapter. <laughs> there it is. There's what we read. And then it's also what we told you all about. There it is. Laid out for you, plain and simple. Plus you get to learn some bonus things, like uh, the fact that this dude runs for office as a libertarian. And everyone's hanging dog. <laughs> everyone's hanging brain all the way through Star Wars. 
especially the Kalumi. They hang double brain. <laughs> uh, you get it. <laughs> and you're sad that you get it. I hate that. <laughs> uh, wait till you learn about Cinetine, the other species of Star Wars with a massive pulsing exposed brain. Cinetine? Didn't she recently get into trouble? Oops, shouldn't talk about that. All right, can we... Uh... Can we wrap it up now? Oh, of course we can. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you again real soon. As always, we're going to go right ahead and make another show immediately where we go to Wikipedia, find fun stories, and tell them to each other and to you. Who knows what Who we'll talk knows? about this time? Uh, unfortunately, I already tried, like, Jackalope and... <laughs> No, all the, trout. all the dumb shit in this that were puns were just like, yes, the, this writer made this pun in this book. The one thing I learned was that probably Leland Chi, the guy who's in charge of all this shit, uh, took these books and was like, all right, every planet he mentions is in one system called the, uh, like, the track it, the, the singularity or something like that has a boring name. Uh, so Ozeon, Sheru, Toka, Rafa, uh, D- uh, Douglas, K- uh, King, uh, Paul King. They're all in this one little section of space. That's just like the little cordoned off shit where those Lando books happen section. Yeah. He's, he's oh, in the, the Lando system. It's called the centrality and it's nowhere near anything. The first planet I recognized anywhere fucking near it was Gand. Ah. So, uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, please come over to that Patreon where you can join us at the $2 level. That's patreon.com slash systemmastery. And if you do that, well, you'll unlock that episode and many more just like it. That's true. We have so many stories, so much dumb shit from Star Wars. It never ends. There's always more dumb shit. And, of course, that also unlocks all the character creation stuff that we've done for all the various RPGs because you unlock everything in the below tiers when you go to something, Mm -hmm. which means if you went to the $5 tier, you'd unlock everything from the $2 tier, plus you get all of our TV mastery where we've done some real interesting dumb shit Mm -hmm. and our monthly afterthought and access to a bunch of stuff on our discord. Yeah. Come join us. It's a great deal. And you know, if you're already listening to like the, we hate movies archive for their gleep glop archive, which is a review of weird things that happen in star Wars, then come join ours instead because ours is like four years older than theirs. Yeah. Fuck those guys. They stole our thing. They fucked our shit. They did. They're trying to eat our lunch. Yeah, I don't steal their shit. I don't sit around do, uh, doing Trump impressions for 45 minutes. Every time anyone mentions liquids. That's right. Mm-hmm. Also, I do really like their show. Don't get me wrong. I hate all four of them, but I love their fucking show. Oh, fucking hate you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where why it went that way all of a sudden. Probably because of me. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you again next week with yet more exciting Star Wars content. And until then, I guess I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And I love hanging dong. 